What's going on, Wes? It's Wednesday. How are you? It's Wednesday. Yeah. Wes- oh shit, Wes- dude. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> that yeah, mean- what's up, man? I'm doing great. Does that mean you're not ready for the show? That you're surprised to be here? <laughs> Is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, I'm just I'm just playing it up. I'm never ready for the show, Brian. I just wing it all the time. Oh yeah. No, no, like the, the, the people in the chat, uh, one of the first comments we got in the chat today, uh, somebody asked, is there any PSVR 2 news? It's like, no, if there was PSVR 2 news or if there's any news, this isn't where you're going to find it. This is where we hang out and talk about the news that we've already told you about in a breaking news report or PSVR this week. This is, this is just hanging out and having conversations about shit you already know about. Um, but if you want to hang out and, and, and hope to discern some news out of what we say, that's cool too. Or, or wait for the timestamps. Right. They're coming. Yeah. You, you- you know how the VR media goes, Brian. You could say something today that actually ends up being news. Who knows? Uh, Killzone VR. Wasn't that a fun day? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's start the show. Who knows what will come out? Yeah, let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here, live, 6 p.m. Eastern, on YouTube. If you're here now, very well could be watching this thing live. If you're not here now, and you're watching it later, I'm sorry, this could be confusing, because I'm telling you one thing, and it might be another. You might be watching it after the fact, but here, try to type in the chat and see what happens. Those guys are I live. Hope, I, hope, I hope no one's depending upon uh, your replays for... Their uh, inform- their time and space information, man, because that could get scary very quickly. It's very true. Very true. My name is Brian Popnishan right here at PSVR Without Parole. And the gentleman over here to my right is Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. Dude. What's up, Brian? First, I mean, first of all, everybody click the link in the description below. You can go, go over to Virtual Strangers, share the love, spread the love. Uh, going to be all sorts of cool things going over uh, happening over there in the land of virtual strangers that you're not going to want to miss out on. So make sure you subscribe to them. Wes, what is going on in the land of virtual strangers this week? This week? Well, that's a good... Uh, I'm glad you phrased it that way, uh, Brian. This week, because uh, actually, uh, I don't know if anything's going to be going on tonight. We, we've decided to postpone our usual Wednesday episode uh, a couple of days because, uh, as many of you know... Our, our good friend and co-host Eric is on the ground in Germany right now at Gamescom, and he's uh, he's doing all the stuff. He's demoing all the games, and the heavy hitters, most of them, come tomorrow. So we, we don't want to like uh, bring him on too early before he actually does all the stuff. So I think we're going to go on Friday night, probably a little earlier than we normally go. Like it won't be one a.m. or anything. It'll probably be around eleven or, or, or maybe even twelve. But uh, when we do have a show, we're going to have a hell of a show because we're going to be talking about Red Matter 2. We're going to be talking about Half-Life 2 VR, and then we're going to wrap up uh, Gamescom, which there's a lot going on. So uh, that's what's happening this week. And as far as tonight goes, no promises, but I might even get on there and uh, stream some gameplay later. Nice. Who knows? But we'll no see. promises. Hey, no promises. That's okay. It's going to be fine no matter what happens. Looking looking forward to it um all right but uh despite the fact that uh you know you shouldn't be coming here for your news 
You should come here to hang out. You can do whatever you want, man. I don't know. I'm making it sound like you shouldn't be here at all. Uh, and, and maybe for some of you, that's that's accurate. Uh, but for the rest of y'all, uh, while you're here, before we even get to some news stories, uh, we've got a bunch of viewer takeover questions to tackle uh, from you guys yourselves. Now, if you don't know what viewer takeover questions are, or you don't know how to leave them, click the link in the description below and join our Discord. Uh, and you can go over to the viewer takeover channel and just leave your questions. You can always ask us questions here in the chat, but it's very easy to get lost in the chat. There's a lot of you there. It's easy to miss your question. Um, and sometimes we just don't have time to talk about it. Uh, so if you go into the viewer takeover channel on our Discord and you leave your question over there, it's highly likely we'll discuss it on this show. First question comes to us from or seek the see-through game cat. Uh, writes hashtag viewer takeover if is sony is sony cautious with a vague early 2023 in case it's delayed again wes on monday's show during filming while aj and i were talking about random nonsense uh a bunch of sony twitter accounts tweeted uh literally just an image of playstation vr2 and all they wrote was coming early 2023 hashtag psvr2 Sony Australia did it. Sony France did it. Sony Europe did it. Sony Italia did it. I'm just, I'm just guessing. I don't remember which one specifically did it. One after another after another in all of their respective languages. But nothing over here in North America. Nothing from the, from the official PlayStation account. Nothing. Um, early 2023. What, what, what does this tell you? Are, are, is Orsique on something here? Do you think they're being vague uh, in case it gets delayed again? Well, obviously, uh, since the North American PlayStation uh, Twitter did not tweet this uh, th- this image and uh, date out, obviously we're going to get it first here, right? It's going to be out here any in mere minutes, and then the rest of the world's going to have to wait, right? That's how it's going to work. Wow. Yeah. No, I thought it was kind of weird, man. I mean, nobody's shocked by the time frame, right? I mean, what was it six months ago? close to it when you uh leaked this out and while there was some denial and skepticism (laughs) at first i feel like within three or four months pretty much everyone had accepted it and uh so no no shock there uh but yeah i mean of course they're being intentionally vague if they weren't then they would give an exact date but i think they're just saving the date for the playstation showcase which probably is mere weeks away at this point Mere weeks away. I think I think that's smart. I think it actually leads into our next viewer takeover question from Pipo, the mistaken NDA. Uh, it was hashtag viewer takeover with Sony announcing PSVR 2 early 2023. Do you think that news may be to get people excited for maybe an event next month? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like this was the, uh, the smallest amount of information they could give us about PlayStation VR 2 that will, won't be revealed next month. They, they just a little something to let us know that they're still thinking about PSVR two, uh, even if they're not writing PlayStation blogs or coming out with uh, new trailers or or you know doing a Mark Cerny tech talk. All that stuff could be in the works, uh, but it's just a little hint, a little reminder that they're uh, they're still thinking about PSVR two and that there's something more coming. Uh, and so instead of revealing the release date specifically, instead of saying March seventh or whatever the hell it's going to be. They were just like, let's give them a let's give them a time frame so that no one's surprised when they see the year 2023. Right. We, they've already gotten that out there. And now when they say a specific date, we're going to go sweet. So I, I think this is exactly it. They're just priming the pumps, man. We're almost there. They're, they're ripping the bandaid off for the, the, the few PSVR enthusiasts out there that don't 
watch this show and this channel and really have no idea about uh, anything other than what Sony says. Uh, wouldn't it be terrible, though, if like this was, you know, they recently said the next thing that they would reveal is the release window and the game. So mm. we've got the release window now. Wouldn't it be terrible if like the way we learn about all the games is by it slowly trickling out through PlayStation France? That would be that would be terrible. <laughs> and, and it would and nothing would shock me at this point. Like we've seen it all, I feel like. It, it would shock me, though. It would shock me big time because. Because they've, they've sort of been holding back, holding back, holding back. And if the only thing that'll shock me is if all of this holding back isn't leading up to something. That's the only thing that'll shock me. And, and I'm going to get very, very concerned if we have a September event, it comes and goes, and there's no mention of PSVR 2, right? And it's, and it's not a huge spectacle, right? Like if, if you, it, I fully expect a third of that show to be PSVR 2. Yeah, it's tantric promotion is what it is, and uh, I think you're absolutely correct. I think the uh, the money shot's coming pretty soon. The money shot, it's what we've been waiting for. Uh, NRC gives us the final viewer takeover question as well, says, uh, hashtag viewer takeover, could Wes talk about a couple uh, recent PSVR games, I'm sorry, recent PCVR games that would make great additions to the PSVR 2 library? Wes, having you here uh, definitely gives us a different uh, perspective sometimes. Uh, I am de- very much in my PSVR world uh, and uh, and occasionally pop on that Quest headset when needed. Uh, uh, but but so there's a lot of PCVR games that I'm unfamiliar with. And so you kind of opened my mind. It's like taking acid every time you show up on the show, Wes. Uh, and, and I get to expand my mind and learn more about the world outside. Well, well here's the thing. And, and PCVR has a, a great catalog it's it's on par with the playstation vr catalog there's lots of great big budget exclusives um that you can play if if you have access to a pc and a headset but here's the dirty little secret that no one knows we haven't had any of those games in a while we've had one probably within the last year and that was lone echo 2 which was a oculus exclusive from an oculus studio which has almost no chance of coming to PSVR 2. So when you qualify the question with recent, <laughs> the only thing that we've been getting recently from PCVR, and, and don't get me wrong, awesome stuff are, are mods of flat games and indie games. Now there are some great indie games that have, that have come out over the last year. Many of them still in um, early access. Uh, and when you, when I first saw this question, the first thing that came to mind was Beanstalker which was a game that we covered recently over on my channel. Uh, it's a climbing game, but it's so much more than that. It's a kind of a roguelike um, adventure game with RPG elements and uh, co-op. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a it's a fun game. It's a massive game, and uh, it's very, very impressive. It just left early access a few months ago. Nice. Um, the other, the other easy answer here would be uh, a game that is still in early access and is going to be in early access for some time, and that is Legendary Tales. Um, this is more of a classic RPG-style game, uh, but it, it does have roguelike elements. It has procedural uh, elements going on in the dungeons, uh, but this is, a, this is a melee combat game. Um, there's not a whole lot going along the lines of, like, story elements just yet but I'm, I'm pretty sure all that stuff's coming again this is a, a work in progress and it's still the very early days but there are people 
who I respect in our space that have played legendary tales and said, this as it is today is everything that I want in a VR game. So like, it's a very impressive uh, already and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Wow. All right. I, yeah, I'm a little surprised uh, Beanstalker uh, was, you know, something that you bring up. But but then even just watching the trailer, it was much more of a game than I than I than I expected to see. It seemed like there was a lot more going on than uh, maybe some of the early trailers led on. Uh, it's also really nice to see uh, games actually leave early access. Some games just remain in early access for so long. What's going on, man? What is going on right now? Uh, uh eric going nuts in the chat saying everslot everslot don't sleep on everslot he's absolutely right and i told you guys in the chat on monday that you should pay attention to everslot yeah you should pay attention to everslot all of you should pay attention to everslot you're going to hear a lot more about it so uh forward. so everslot uh so are we talking about did now they just read they just announced uh fast travel games just announced that they're publishing this uh, is it a side story? Like, what the hell is going on? Because there's, there's Everslot, and then there's something else, Ever, Everslot, something else, right? That Fast Travel Games is publishing over on Quest 2. Uh, and it, so it's not, is it not the full game? Is it some kind of different version of the game? What exactly is the new Everslot game that Fast Travel announced? It's a spinoff. It's, it's not the same game, but it pretty much uses um, the same core mechanics in terms of action and and the things that you can do in combat, the way you move around, all that stuff's the same. The structure of the game's different, though, uh, slightly, from what I can tell. It, uh, again, it's it's very early. Um, it's in a very early state, the quest version of Everslot. It's called uh, Everslot Invasion, I think it's called. It is. I'm downloading um, the trailer right now so you guys can see what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, it, 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 it's very similar to the uh, same concept on PC. It's, it's procedural procedural with deep progression system and non-stop action i haven't played many action vr games that feel as good as everslot and um it's a bit of an anomaly in the vr catalog because most games kind of cater to the people who are basically new to vr so everything is super comfortable and slow at first and you have to ramp it up yourself Everslot is the exact opposite. Those people should not play this game. <laughs> this game is a hundred miles an hour from the from the minute you get in there, and uh, it feels like playing Doom legitimately with uh, w- with a grappling hook. I mean, it's awesome. It's really good. That's great to hear. Uh, yeah, I think people have been very very cautious when making VR games for far too long. Uh, and, and then a game like Sirento comes, comes along and says. We're gonna we're gonna let you do backflips and triple jumps and, and wall jumps and wall runs and everything else, uh, and and you know fuck fuck it man we're just gonna go balls to the wall and we're gonna make we're gonna make a game for the real hardcore VR players out there and they did uh, ever saw as soon as I saw this this teaser this trailer um, I was like this is this is what we want this is absolutely what we want um, and and pay very close attention uh, to any game that gets announced for any VR headset. Basically, from this point forward, uh, I think PSVR 2 is going to have an amazing launch. It's going to have an amazing first year. And most of these games, anything that's not labeled as an exclusive, will make it to PlayStation VR 2. Uh, Fast Travel Games has been oddly quiet about PSVR 2, other than like one kind of vague post. Uh, 100% would believe, uh, with zero inside knowledge, that this will be coming to PSVR 2, hopefully at launch. Uh, but we have, I, I, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
Uh, Ace Bill in the chat, what's up, dude? Uh, if anybody missed yesterday's uh, Gamescom opening night stream, uh, me and Ace Bill sat around for a couple hours and, <laughs> and watched some uh, watched some flat screen games go by one after another after another with Jeff Keeley really dragging it out as long as he possibly could. Uh, it was a good time though uh, because we had a lot of fun. Uh, so and you get in the chat made it a lot of fun as well. So thank you all for being here and checking that out. Um, and thank you, Ace Bill, for uh, co-hosting that with me at the very absolute last minute. Uh, we do have a tip in the chat from Snacks. Mm, please, in the full swing, not the full swing, but let's go with the full swing because it sounds like a sex swing. Game Cat uh, with the $5 tip says, Happy West Day, everybody. It's all mere seconds away. We're going to make it. Hope the mold situation has been fully remedi- remediated. Rem- rem- is that how we pronounce that? Remediated? No, no one should let me do anything live uh, for you, Brian. Uh, if anybody is a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash without pro games, uh, I have kicked off the litter box. Uh, the litter box is now a thing again. Uh, if anybody is new to the channel, the litter box used to be just like a fucking random place where we had random conversations, seldom about video games, sometimes about video games. It was just more content uh, with, 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 with all your favorite hosts. Uh, I kicked it off last night by telling like a 30-minute story about the mold and about Tornado and about everything else that's been going on in the last week or so. That is for all the Patreon supporters, dollar or more, and it will continue to be a show for all the Patreon supporters, dollar or more. Um, We have some exclusive videos for the $5 tier, but I want to make sure that all of the $1 tiers uh, also knew how much they were appreciated. So the litter box is officially back. I just talked to one of my former co-hosts who agreed to be on a litter box episode likely next week. Uh, and so, uh, so if you've been a long time subscriber, you're going to want to be around for that. <sighs> Wes. Brian. Let's move on, man. We got, we got some other stuff to talk about. Agreed. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the things we need to talk about is a game that has not been officially announced for PlayStation VR two, uh, coming from vertical robot red matter two. Uh, this is a team who is being very respectful uh, not just of Sony, but of their their fans, and refusing to talk about a PlayStation VR 2 version until all of the chips are in the right places, that everything is set in stone, but I'm going to do the shit that they're not willing to do and say, there's no fucking way we're not going to see Red Matter 2 on PSVR 2, <laughs> right? Um, I... I, I... <sighs> It, it it actually would have been a really nice send off for PlayStation VR one, uh, but you know at this point I totally understand all these developers who are just holding off and doing PSVR two games instead. Wes, we both played Red Matter two uh, earlier today. Uh, let's let me bring up some footage and and, and tell me initial thoughts, man. Initial initial impressions. Uh, maybe maybe not even start there. Were you a fan of Red Matter one? Absolutely a fan of Red Matter 1, um, for many of the same reasons that I'm, uh, I'm a fan of Red Matter 2. Uh, it's got absolute uh, an absolute high standard as far as the production values go. Um, I love puzzle games, uh, and this one, I mean, it could have been a little bit more challenging, and I'm talking about the original Red Matter now, not the second one. Yeah. Uh, it could have been a little bit more challenging, but I feel like... Uh, there was enough there for it to be fun, but not stifle people who maybe aren't uh, very adept at puzzle games. Uh, but I, but I really enjoyed the story. I love the scenery. I, I love the, uh, the 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 use of 
uh, of tools to kind of build the immersion uh, in the game and make you feel like holding your controllers is a natural thing in the context of the game. It's the only game that I, comes to mind that uh, I enjoy the teleport. You know, the teleport system makes sense in the context of Red Matter. Well, let's let's so, yeah, let's uh, stop there for yeah. a second. Uh, in 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 Red Matter One, you you weren't walking anywhere right you you would kind of select a point uh on, on the floor and you would sort of do this space jump like this slow motion space jump to that point you could speed it up or slow it down while you were in mid jump but it was very much a a, a a slow teleport system and you're right it made sense and i think you get used to it eventually but i know there are some people some of our some of the cats out there jay meow specifically who just fucking hates the teleportation system in that game um, wow. And probably would have very much preferred to just run around. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how far he got in the game, and I'm wondering. Let me know in the chat uh, if the movement system in Red Matter One was an issue for you, because you're gonna be real happy about the movement system in Red Matter Two if it was a problem for you. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Looper the Underground Game Cat with the five euros says, "I love how they use airlocks instead of loading screens." Yeah, there that is definitely there. Uh, there's definitely moments just like I believe it, like Dead Space uh, and Mass Effect One used elevators, uh, where you're just basically standing around and waiting for the elevator to finish moving or finish or, or wait for the door to finish opening in front of you. These like the airlock style, uh, but really what we all know what's happening. We're we're loading the next room. Um, but well, there's two things. There's two things happening in the context of Red Matter Two. Uh, one, of course. They're loading the next room. It's a game built for for Oculus Quest. You know that thing's obvious. The other thing that they're doing is present from the moment you load into the first room all the way through what I've played so far, and that is that they have they have cracked the code on dynamic lighting and reflections on standalone, and they're putting it on everything that that you can see. <laughs> Everything's shiny. Every airlock has a black light that goes overhead and kind of scans you just so that they can show off what they can do that apparently no one else can do. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's overkill. I see people in the chat saying that, uh, that red matter one got full locomotion option as well. Like you could, but was that, was that, I don't remember this at all. I don't remember no, this yeah. at all. I don't remember just being able to walk if you wanted to. Um, but actually, 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 now that I think about it, I booted into red matter one recently I didn't play very much of it, but as I recall now, uh, I was I was walking around. So interesting. I think that might be true. I, I don't know. My my memories are fuzzy. <laughs> I've got three brain cells, man. But I, I think that might be right, actually. All right. Well, it, that, let's 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 get this out of the way then, since we're on the topic. That movement system is gone. The 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 kind of tele the select the teleport and and right. It is now one hundred percent full locomotion. You do still have uh, a little jetpack. Uh, on, that you have control of with the right analog stick. And there is, as you can see right here in Wes's footage down below from the first uh, 20 minutes of the game, there's some platforming in this. Uh, and I don't know, because I've only played the first hour, so I, and I don't want to ruin anything anyway, so that's probably good enough for this preview. Um, there, the, the, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if the platforming gets difficult or if it's just something to keep you busy walking from place to place. Wes, have you beaten this thing yet? No, no, I have not. Uh, I haven't played much more than you if I had to bet because I, I just recently started on it. Uh, we were going to cover it tonight and then we decided not to, so I'm taking my time with it. Nice. 
yeah so uh, so yeah just it makes it makes it more fun to walk around though because i mean e- even when you're just walking like down long corridors and stuff like you i did i had to do some serious backtracking for the puzzle that i'm on right now i was rocking back and forth between a scanner and some things some uh, laser printer and uh and i had to go back and forth a couple times and while i'm doing it you know it's just, it, it we can if you're in any game it's just like you want to just kind of jump around while you're walking from place to place and so having the, the jetpack just made traversal all that much more fun uh so uh, really enjoying the controls this time around uh even more than the first one so that is that is a really good thing just really quickly um you know i know we're not going to be able to talk too much about story elements here because obviously that's the main thing you don't want to spoil for sure and, and as a, on a side note shocked at how many people have already published full playthroughs of this i mean that that feels kind of dirty to me i I don't know. I don't want to call anybody out, but I've seen a few, and I'm just like, wow, man, at least let it be out a month first, you know? I mean, um, I'll, I'll give them a break, right? Because if it's labeled as a full playthrough, then you're like, well, you know what you're getting into. And yeah. and so if you're just there to you know figure out the solution to some puzzles, then it's like, oh, I'm just going to fast forward to that point. Uh, and, and then there's people, of course, who are just never going to play the game and just want to see and just want to see what it's all about and just watch it from beginning to end. So I get that, too. Well, here- Here's what I'm talking about, though. It's not just that they're spoiling the game. A lot of people, I mean, this is a $30 game, and a lot of people, when they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to buy this game, they're wondering how how much gameplay is here. But these, these playthroughs that you see on YouTube are never the first playthrough. These people are have already played through it once. They know all the puzzles, and they run through it in half the time. So if somebody sees a full playthrough, and it's like three and a half hours, they're going to think that this is a three and a half hour game, when yep. in reality, this is a six to seven hour game. And, uh, you know, it's not just about spoiling the story. That, that's all I wanted to say, really, about it. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard varying reports of how long this game is, and that's probably a reason why we've heard some of the lower numbers, is because people said, well, this person got through it in three hours. Any puzzle game... Uh, I mean, all those, all those classic, like Lucasfilm point and click adventure games that I grew up with that I spent months playing, months, uh, you could definitely get through in about 45 minutes if you knew all the puzzle solutions. Uh, so that is, that is absolutely accurate. So I, I agree with you on that big time. Anyway, before I got off on that little tangent, what I wanted to ask you with regards to the story of the sequel, are you buying it? Because the, the, the first one ended with a twist. Mm And now here you are waking up in a similar situation. And do, do you really believe that what's happening in the game is what's really happening? Or are you kind of taking it with the same kind of skepticism that I am? Like, yeah, th- th- this is all bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Red Matter trained me to not believe what Red Matter tells you. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm in 100% the same boat. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, I, I don't care much about the story yet at all. It doesn't matter. It's like, they're, they're, again, I'm only maybe 15, 20% of the way through the entire game. Uh, and so it hasn't had a really chance to, to grab me and pull me in and make me go, huh, is this something I even care about? There's a lot of people talking to me through radio chatter and all that stuff. But right now, yeah, right, right now it's, it's not something I'm paying very close attention to. They're all liars, Brian, all of them. That's right. I don't buy it for a minute. <laughs> I will say, Getting having not played Red Matter, and and, and I think the, the chat has definitely confirmed that we're misremembering Red Matter one a little bit that it had full locomotion, lots of options. So that is as good. Yeah. Thank you guys for keeping us honest. Um, it I hadn't played Red Matter one in so long, 
that I'd sort of forgotten all the all the tenants that made it really really great. Uh, and, and one of the things I love about it that immediately uh, became apparent when I started playing Red Matter Two is the Bulgarian language um, because it's it looks like a Russian language and your character doesn't speak Bulgarian or you your character you are you speaks English whatever um, so. Uh, so, so you've got this scanning device and being able to scan everything that you encounter uh, is so enlightening, right? Because it's here you are and you're walking into a laboratory with all these different machines that that do all these different procedures, and you're like, "What the hell? What the hell is this?" And you kind of slowly come to terms with understanding what all this equipment does by scanning it. And so you see the Bulgarian thing, you scan it, and you get a description on your little readout and you're like, Oh, okay. And, you, and then you suddenly realize how all these machines work. And so it's not just walking into a room and solving a puzzle. It's walking into a room and figuring out what the hell any of this shit even does to begin with. Um, and I like that. It's like this added layer of convolutedness <laughs> that you have to sort of wipe away before you, before the puzzle even becomes clear. Uh, and it's just something that I've never really seen any other game do. It gives me Metroid Prime vibes, but but in much more puzzle uh, puzzle scenario, puzzle focused scenario, rather than like a exploration action game. You know, I absolutely love this mechanic in the original and in this one too. There's so much information that you can glean with this scanner, and I absolutely scan everything because I'm the type of guy who plays horror games. And goes to the bookshelves and reads the back of, of all the books. I read everything <laughs> yeah. in every game. So this game's probably going to take me like 10 hours <laughs> because I scan everything. But you can get story elements from with the scanner. You can kind of get contextual information about uh, the Volgravian people and, and, and what type of civilization they are, what type of work is going on in the place that you're at. There's lots of little context clues that you can only pick up through the use of that scanner. And uh, I love it. I scan everything ten times. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same way. The exact same way. And this game is this game is just littered with stuff to pick up and examine, uh, whether it just be books or, or or documents or actually puzzle hints or, or pictures, whatever it is. So much. Everything I love about VR is in this game, and that's like being able to pick up and throw pretty much everything that you find. Uh, you can scan almost everything you can find for a little bit more contextual information. But what surprised me about the sequel was that there's big stuff everywhere that you're moving around. And I love moving big stuff around in, in VR. Like when I, I think it was witching tower. It's the first time I picked up like a giant painting and I was just carrying it around and I was like, Oh, this is fucking crazy. Right? But you're doing that all the time in red matter too. There's, there's just gigantic crates and you just go, Oh, can I take the lid off this? Yeah, you fucking can. Right. There's, there's, there's big boxes everywhere and you just push them around and shit. And so it, it just, it, it really does feel like, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, I guess we'd just say it's VRAF, right? Like that's the term we've been using for this. Uh, and, and red matter exemplifies VARF almost better than any other game before it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, the, the fact th- that the physics are as good as they are in this game, again, we have to keep in mind, this is a game that's built around standalone equipment right. that looks like a PC game, and it has it has great physics in it. I mean, this is a full-on Gen 2 VR game, and uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said there. Yeah, uh, 
anybody who's been watching the channel for a while knows that, um, you know, I, I have my issues with Quest. I appreciate it for what it is, and, uh, and every so often it surprises me. Today, I was fucking surprised. Like, really surprised. Because this thing is running at a super high resolution. The texture work is really really well done the reflections as wes already mentioned it does it seems like overkill they just put it everywhere everything has a reflection like we get it we get it you guys are amazing we get it like fine we understand vertical robot you're fucking incredible um but but then to top it all off with not just this amazing visual polish but but like wes said great great physics um so far i've run into some really awesome puzzles puzzles that i really haven't seen in other games uh and and it just immediately was like okay this bread matter one wasn't a fluke these guys not only are technical uh wizards at making vr games on limited hardware but also they're just they, they know good game design and and i'm i'm excited for gamescast to be over so i can get back in and play another hour or so um so that this is yeah it's gonna be good i'm kind of surprised at this point that uh, there's still an independent studio right like there, there was a, a a time period there where anyone who had any kind of technical chops got swallowed up by either sony or facebook but uh, here we have Vertical Robot, clearly, clearly talented yeah. uh, group of uh, developers, uh, just floating out there in the ether all by themselves, uh, ripe for the picking. Yeah, for sure. It would, it would be it would be pretty crazy to see. You know, you have Xbox out there buying uh, Zenimax, right? One of the biggest studios in the world with just so many different studios, and you know, under its umbrella. I think it would be absolutely amazing for Sony to pick up studios like uh like first contact entertainment vertical robot fast travel games it's just just be like you know what all you vr developers just come over here and just just we're just going to do impulse this together gear. impulse gear Imp yeah. <sighs> yes we definitely need a far point too uh yeah I, I i don't i don't even know what else to say at this point man because i don't i don't want to spoil anything uh, I, but, but first impressions are, are fantastic. If you guys have any questions, of course, about Red Matter 2 so far in the chat, let us know. Uh, we can hopefully answer those for you here. Uh, but in the meantime, do you want to cap tackle a couple of tips? Uh, Gatorade 23 with a $50 tip. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on, man. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, it says, haven't been able to catch a cast in a while due to schedule changes on my end. Keep killing it, my dudes. We'll do our best, man. We'll try to make you proud. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Uh, and we got Professor Lilith with the $5 tip. This week, the Sunday multiplayer is Alvo. Will it be the new map? Zombie mode? Death in, mon Death in the monastery? You decide. Sunday, August 28th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the, the new, the new sanatorium map. The new, uh, the new zombies mode. Not new zombies mode. The zombies mode has been around for like a month or so. But the new map makes the zombie mode different. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I played through it a couple of times and I really enjoy it. And for the $15 price point that Alva's at now, it's, I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's an easy one to recommend now. Um, yeah, that thing uh, looks awesome. We're going to cover it next week. Uh, just because of this new zombie, uh, co-op thing that they've got going on. It looks phenomenal. I keep hearing great things about it. So, uh, we're going to get in there and we're going to see. Uh, yes. Oh, and please guys, uh, just, just to remind you, uh, if, if you're not sure what the Sunday multiplayer shit is all about, well, it's all run by Professor Lilith. Thank you so much, Professor Lilith, for your nonstop diligence in making sure that there's always a game to be played. Every single Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 
over on our Discord. Again, click the link in the description below uh, to join the Discord. They get a, they get a multiplayer game together. Probably a game that's been sitting in your library that hasn't been played very much that you probably need to give some more love to. Uh, let's let's play these games before before PSVR two gets here. Let's give these games the love that they deserve um, while while we're waiting. Right? It's kind of a slow period, Just, but there's still plenty to play. Luckily. Uh, thank you, Professor Lilith, for doing that. Really appreciate you. And then et.2k9.now, et.2k9, $10 tip says, let's not forget Vertical Robot made Daedalus look good on Oculus Go. Uh, I, I seem to remember that game. I, I don't think I ever played it. I think I just saw a video of it. Um, the, the locomotion system was similar to Red Matter, though, wasn't it? I, I'm not very familiar with Daedalus. I do have it in my uh, in my library. I picked it up forever ago uh because i heard john carmack talking about it of all people and how, how great it was so uh i had no idea that it even came from vertical robot so uh yeah good call yeah i don't know i don't know a whole lot about it. i know it's a puzzle game i know it was originally a go game and now it's a quest game but that's about the extent of my knowledge <laughs> on that one right on all right then well let's get into the big topic of the day uh and that is that skydance interactive makers of the Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, uh, and I mean, who can forget Archangel and Archangel right, Hellfire? Especially, yeah, yeah, especially PSVR players, right? I mean, that was a big one early on, right? Yeah, uh, we never get the multiplayer mode for Archangel though, so we, we you know, it's like oh, we love you, Skydance, but eh, whatever. No, um. <laughs> Luckily, they are supporting PSVR in a big way. Uh, not having having not only brought over Saints and Sinners to PlayStation VR One, but they're also bringing Saints and Sinners Chapter Two, uh, rec- not Redemption, not Requisition, Re- not Resistance, Retribution. Retribution. Thank you. This is what I keep you around for, Wes. Um, I, that was that was an actual brain fart. That was not. Uh, yeah, I was not <laughs> making fun of the title, although I, in a roundabout way I was. Um, they're they're bringing that to PSVR one, which I think we can all agree uh, they did absolutely not have to do. They're also bringing it to PSVR two next year, which is going to be great. And we got some new footage from them today, uh, showcasing all sorts of new stuff. Wes, what was the first thing? Sh- shut up, Tiff. I see you there. Shut up. <laughs> Wes, what was the first thing that jumped out at you about this new footage? Chainsaws, chainsaws, Brian. Chainsaws, yes. fully working chainsaws. Uh, which again. 95% amazing for me. Like, I cannot wait to get my hands on this thing. I, I might try to run through it the first time with just chainsaws. But with that said, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should, I should be, I right. should be clear. This is, this is rec room that I'm showing right now. I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> I switched over to so everybody could see it in full screen and it just switched to rec room showdown. Uh, let me, let me bring up the actual footage <laughs> of Saints and Sinners chapter two. How would rec room, how would rec room, how would Rec Room do chainsaws, you think? Because they always do, like, cork guns and foam swords and stuff. Yep. How could they pull a chainsaw off, I wonder? God, I have no idea. I have no idea. So here we go. Here we go. Chainsaws, yes. is Dude, new new weapons, uh, new weapons, new things to craft are going to be, I think, uh, really... Man, it's going to be the gameplay loop that I, I want to see how this works in, in Chapter 2. Because... Because the gameplay loop of going out and scavenging in each area, uh, just over and over and over, I ignored the campaign for so long. For I mean, the first 10, 20 days 
of chapter one. I just ignored the campaign. I said, I don't care what you want me to do. I just want to go out and scavenge. Like that, that was fun all on its own. Uh, and so, and then when I found out all the things that I could make from all the scavenging that I had done, all the leveling up that I could do, I want to see how that works in this. Is it the same type of gameplay loop? Does the game play the same? I saw a skiff in here. So I'm wondering, like, are we still going from like a main area and going out on a skiff uh, to all these different sub locations? Uh, this is this is what I'm very curious about. And so the chainsaw, seeing that that was one of the things you could craft or, or build or maybe find, uh, very, very excited to see some of these changes. I do have a bit of feedback with the chainsaw, though. Right, while, right. while there's still time to affect uh, development, um, this is still the walking dead. You can't cut a walker in half at the waist and it just stop, which is what it looked like to me. It looked like they were cutting them in the chest and in the waist. They weren't puncturing the brain, which is what you have to do to kill them. But they were all just laying there. So maybe I just missed it. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I am a walking dead fan and I do, I do, uh, notice things like this. Well, once upon a time, my good friend Wes, uh, Skydance was experimenting with some different zombies, uh, and I think I think some of the zombies they were experimenting with accidentally made it into chapter one. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers the the uh, it was there was a, a there was a zombie that was I don't think, I don't think did chapter one have any zombies that were crawling like on like just on their stomach. Uh, um, I'm having a difficult time remembering. I don't think just right, well maybe I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't have any vivid memories of that, no. But I'm, I, I'm not sure if you could put them on the ground. I, I just went for the head pretty much every time. Right, decapitation all the time, every time, right? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and so, it, and, and if I remember correctly, and this is, this is, I feel like I'm going back a long time. Uh, Skydance had said that they were they were experimenting with different zombie types, and some of them were ones that crawled on the ground. I would bet many, 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 many pizzas. <laughs> That, uh, that 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 zombie type will make it into chapter two, and I bet if you I bet if you cut you know this is just all speculation. I'm doing a lot of speculating today. I bet if you cut a zombie in half at the waist, that it will crawl towards you. That I agree is with that. My bet. Let's hope. Okay, Tiff is in the chat, and she she's calling out the death Roomba. So let's let's just let's just let's let's get this out there. Uh, there was one point, I believe it was in the school, uh, and I remember I was doing, it's probably, it was just a let's play that I was doing, uh, and I don't remember if it was my first impression let's play or what it was, but I remember being in the school, uh, and just getting attacked out of nowhere, right? And I was like, what's attacking me? What's attacking me? And then I looked down and there was like part of a, a, a walker's head that was, but the, but the rest of it was just clipped through the ground. Uh, and apparently that 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 was that they they have now patched this since. But apparently that was that was a walker that was supposed to be in the original game that did crawl, um, but but they forgot to remove it or something. <laughs> and and it's the zombie Roomba uh, that that Tiff is referencing. I love it. Um, I'll oh, buy one. Was it aftershocks? Okay, then maybe that's what it was, Tiff. Aftershocks. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm willing to bet that the that the zombie Roomba has made it into uh, chapter two, hopefully bug free. Uh, be interesting. Did you notice? Did you notice that the cuts they were doing with the chainsaw was very Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? That wherever you cut the walker, that is where the cut would occur on the character yeah, model. It was perfect. It was perfect. You don't yeah, see that man, often. I was absolutely no, no, you don't. Um, 
it, it was perfect. I was surprised, but to an extent, you know, the, we, we do know that these are amazing developers and that this game is late in development. So, yeah, but yeah, man, impressive, impressive. I, I was very excited to see the chainsaw and specifically because of how it worked and how perfect it was well, when interacting with the, uh, the enemy models, it was, uh, it was impressive. How do you, how do you think the chainsaw is going to work? Obviously it's a survival game. Um, so it's got to, it's got to operate on gasoline and gasoline is probably going to be really scarce. I think that's going to be how it works. Yeah. And, and it's probably going to be something, let's be honest, that you're not going to want to use all the time. It's going to be a last resort weapon that'll allow you to slice through a horde pretty quickly, but it's also going to be loud and it's going to draw more. So you don't want to use it as a primary. I'm, you know, I know I was kind of joking about talking about trying to run through the whole game with just a chainsaw. There's no way you're going to make it through this game using just a chainsaw. Right. That's a last resort weapon, um, but it's going to be fun when you have to use it. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the reasons that you can't, you're not gonna be able to run through the entire game with a chainsaw, uh, is something that they introduced. They, they sort of so showed him in the teaser uh, a while ago, but in this trailer, it showed a little bit more of, uh, the Axeman, which is the uh, the big Nemesis-style boss that's going to be sort of chasing you through the entire game. Uh, I'm getting the impression that, like Nemesis, is going to be indestructible and not you're not going to be, you know, it's just something you're going to have to run from. Uh, my God, I hope that he crashes through walls. I hope he crashes through doors. Uh, do you remember Resident Evil 2 uh, on the OG PS1 where you opened the door and it did the, like, the load screen uh animation of the door opening but for the first time ever there were zombies coming out from behind that door do you remember this no no not on ps1 no but okay. I, I mean i recently played uh re2 remake so i'm familiar with the game but i think there, i think there was a, a callback to that i forget how they did it but um but i really really hope you reach for a door at one point because you remember in, in, in saints and sinners chapter one sometimes you ch- you'd go to open a door and it would crash crash open and there'd be walkers yeah, coming yeah. at you I really hope you reach for a door and like Axeman just comes crashing through and just throws you against the back wall. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for some scares in this game because Saints and yeah. Sinners chapter one was scary. Like it had tense moments, but it wasn't what I'd consider like true horror. Took the words right out of my mouth. Like, it seems like this is going to be a very similar game to the first one, but because you're, you're constantly on the watch out uh, or on the lookout for this, this, you know, this madman, this crazy, gigantic, bloodthirsty killer that's chasing you always, that there it could be a bit more horror-like. You know, it could be a bit more like a survival horror game. And uh, I, I certainly feel like it would benefit from uh, from more of those elements. Agreed. What did you, what did you think of the new, uh, the new locations? Did I, 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 I feel like the original game suffered a little bit. Uh, because uh, the 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 areas of town they chose in uh, New Orleans looked all a little bit too similar. Right? There was always this heavy fog, uh, and so you're just walking down like these city blocks, and it was all mostly very residential. And occasionally, it'd be like, "Oh, here's a school or a factory or a warehouse or something like that," but it all had the kind of the same vibe. I'm not getting that from this uh, from this footage. These locations are looking like much much different from each other. Um, what, what what do you think about the new location? Uh, I, I think that um, th- this is what I pretty much expected when when they first revealed um, the game. That we're, we're it's not just that we're getting a whole new game with with a, a whole new map, 
but we're, we're, we get the same map, but it's being added onto with the French quarter with it, you know, areas like the pawn shop. Uh, and I think much like the, the, the latter half of the first game that they're going to continue to diversify the environments a bit. And it's not all going to be residential. I don't think they're probably, I'd be surprised if there are any new, new residential areas. Now, the, the old ones might have expanded a bit. You know, if you go back to Bywater, it might be a little bit bigger. It might be a little bit more interactive. Uh, but I think that the new areas are going to be completely new and unique to this game. But, again, this is all speculation. Do you think we're going to go back to Bywater? Do you think we're going to go back to Memorial Drive? Do you think, we're going to, you think those locations are going to be there? I do. I do. I think, I think that uh, – now, I don't know if the story will take us through there necessarily – uh, but I think there will be side missions and scavenging opportunities that will allow you to go back there. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I never, I never even thought of it. I figured, oh, new location, like boom, just this is it. Uh, but man, that would actually be pretty cool if uh, it's like the end of Saw Two. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think for anyone who hasn't seen Saw Two, <laughs> cover your ears. They go. <laughs> you end up in the first location that Saw One took place in. It was it was amazing. They should have done it in like Saw Four or Five though. It would have been a way cooler throwback four or five yeah. movies later. Um, but but yeah, that, I mean, I think that would be pretty cool if like you spent if you spend a lot of time in this new location and then suddenly you like the map opens up and yeah, you're able to access these oh the locations that you're like way more familiar with. That's cool, man. I didn't think about something like that. I like that. Yeah. That's weird because I've kind of expected it. So one of us is really, really uh, <laughs> off base. <laughs> yeah, which is always the case. I mean, I don't know who it is, but one of us is definitely always <laughs> off base. I'd willing to be, be willing to bet it's more often me than anybody. Um, and and I did speculate in my breaking news report today that that pawn shop, um, fuck, what was the name of his? Uh, I forget. Um, yeah, I don't th- that the pawn shop could very well be. Uh, your new school bus that instead of instead of going to a radio and staring at that bobblehead jester um, and just listening to the radio transmissions, which I complained a lot about uh, since the release of Saints and Sinners Chapter One. Uh, I'm wondering if now you have an NPC to interact with every time you go. He's like, you know, got uh, more missions for you to complete. Uh, you know, maybe he's like the Maybe he's the dude. He knows where to get stuff. And like you're one of the people who gets stuff for him. Uh, I think that would be more interact and a more interactive way to, to to you know to utilize these locations and, and give you reasons to go back uh to all of them over and over and over again with with you know uh with new missions uh and then having and having a dude there in your face rather than a radio transmission i think i think it might work better yeah i think so too i think uh i think that this is a, might be some kind of evidence that the game is going to take a similar arc to the, the, the comic and the television series, where in the beginning it's more about uh, the zombies and the survival aspects of it. But as it goes along, uh, it becomes less about the zombies and more about people, more about trying to reestablish civilization, that sort of thing. Uh, so I think we could see people a bit more in this right from the get-go. Yeah, I think so too. I'm hoping so. Um yeah, but every everything. I I fully expect this to be bigger and better in in all ways. Uh, Endeavor one in the chat says, "I'm assuming this is PC footage. This is PC footage, uh, so let's make that clear. Um, I'm fully expecting uh, the quest version to look much like the, uh, the chapter one quest version. I'm fully expecting the PSVR one version to look like the chapter one PSVR version. Um, I, I'm and then fully expecting the PC and PlayStation VR two version 
to look like what you're seeing here. Um, you know, we've talked to many developers uh, over the last year or two uh, who have had their hands on dev kits, and they're really saying that you should re- you should be able to expect the the highest version, the high, the best quality uh, PC versions of games on PSVR two, running at the highest uh, settings. So. Uh, if that's not the case with Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, I'd be very surprised. You're going to feel that chainsaw in your hands, too, when, when, when you play it on PSVR 2. It's going to be amazing. <clears throat> it's funny. That's one of the things I didn't bring up when we talked about Red Matter 2. Um, it's that Red Matter 2 is so uh, tactile. It's such a game where you're, like, you're, you're using your claws constantly. Um, and uh, and but, but all I could think was, man, this is going to feel really great with adaptive triggers. Um, and so, uh, you know, pull, pulling the shotgun trigger... Uh, and you know, grabbing onto different items in this game, I really hope uh, uses the sense controllers to their full extent. Um, seems like the type of game that could do that really well. Even when you're like bandaging yourself up, you know, doing doing those right, BRAF right. motions, I, I could, I bet they could handle that pretty well. It'd be really cool. Did you notice in uh, in the Red Matter Two that they use the um, the capacitive touch on the controllers? So like, yeah. your thumbs in real life match the thumbs in the game. <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. Yep. Very good stuff. Hype, hype level for uh, Saints and Sinners Chapter 2? Is this a, is a full 10 out of 10 for you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, man. There, there aren't a whole lot of games that I'm uh, anticipating more than this one. Um, it's kind of weird because this, this is kind of a, a cross-gen game. So we have games that are coming this gen. We have a few games that are coming next gen that you kind of think of them separately. When I think about Saints and Sinners 2, I think of it as a next-gen game, but it's actually not. This is a game that's going to be out soon, relatively soon, and we're going to have it uh, before the next-gen fully gets here. So, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait. All right, man. I think that's going to do it for our Saints and Sinners chat. By the way, also 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh I said it before, I'm less excited for the PSVR 2 version because I'm going to have fully played and reviewed the PSVR 1 version <laughs> by the time that rolls around. Um, and, uh, and hopefully it's a free upgrade. That, that's going to be... We've, we've, I will say the big talk right now, it seems like everybody who's talking about PSVR 2 uh, is... Oops, that's not what I meant to hit. Well, let's try hitting this button instead. Um, <laughs> everybody, it seems like every time I post something about PSVR 2 or new games coming out, everybody keeps asking the same question. And those questions are about backwards compatibility. So many PSVR 1 gamers right now Wondering if they buy this game, am I going to get the free upgrade over on PSVR 2? Uh, is PSVR 2 going to be fully backwards compatible with PSVR 1? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, obviously, we're going to find out more information about that soon enough. Uh, but it seems like enough developers are doing this, this Skydance model where there's, they're, yeah, they've got their PSVR 1 version, but they're also releasing it on PSVR 2. I think, hopefully, Hopefully, every developer out there that's been a PSVR one game is going to have the opportunity to make a make their game, remake it, remaster it on PSVR two, and for the love of God, make it a free upgrade. That way, people will start talking about your game again instead of it just being like, "Oh yeah, it's some old PSVR one game that no one cares about." It'll get it back on the radar. It'll get people like us talking about it more. It'll get gamers talking about it more, and it'll give a lot of free advertising. It's, yeah, you know, I have a I have a bit of a different take on that Ooh. because I don't think Sony's going to mandate that these developers kind of rework their games for PSVR 2. You know, the old catalog is what it is, and I'm sure a lot of uh, developers will do it voluntarily just because they want to keep their game alive. They want to continue to support it. 
Uh, but that's a lot of work, especially for smaller studios to go through uh, with not a lot of reward if they can't charge, you know, anything. Like, uh, uh, obviously, they don't, they shouldn't charge the full retail price of the game all over again. But if a, if a studio, and, and let me be very clear about this, of a Gen 1 title that's already out and wants to charge 5 or 10 bucks for an upgrade fee, I'm not going to rake them over the coals for that because otherwise we might not get it. Now, with games like this, this is a cross-gen game. And um, I think this is a different thing. I think that um, we saw uh, when we were transitioning from PS4 to PS5, there was a group of cross-gen games then, and it was the norm for the PS5 upgrade to be free. Yeah. That's what I would expect out of titles like this. I would expect that this game, if you get it on PSVR 1, that you're going to get the upgrade for free. Yeah, Lockie in the chat says uh, that PlayStation should have a PlayStation collection for VR on the release of PSVR 2. We've talked about this numerous times. Miles and I, uh, on one episode, even said, what would be the ultimate PSVR 2 plus collection? Uh, in other words, a bunch of remastered PSVR 1 games for free, uh, just like they did the Plus Collection uh, for free on PlayStation 5. Uh, there was so many awesome. AAA games that we got just like, you bought a PlayStation 5, here's 20 amazing games that are going to last you years. Um, and so hopefully they do the same thing uh, for PSVR 2. Dude. Uh, dude, I just think, I just, I really just think when it comes to, when you say not much reward, when you say, oh, what's, what's maybe what's the incentive uh, for a developer? Um, I, the, the game I always go back to is color, uh, colorblind, no blind spot, uh, which is just like, you know, kind of escape the room kind of just puzzle game. It's, you know, it's good, but it's not great. It's whatever, you know, be, I can't imagine that game sold great. I don't think that studio even exists anymore. Right. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So I won't use that as a 20 questions game. Good. Um, <laughs> good to know. Thank you. Um, but but there there's plenty of games that came to PSVR one that sold maybe a couple thousand copies, right? So are you real? You're losing maybe a couple thousand units in sales. Where, but 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 then but you're getting people to play it. You're getting those couple thousand people who actually had purchased it to play it and talk about it and maybe stream it and maybe and, and give all this free publicity. Be like, look at this free upgrade or look at the side by side comparisons, right? Whereas if there was a $5 or $10 upgrade charge on something like Blindspot, I, even I, who like the game and really want there to be an, an HD version of it, would go, I don't know, man. It's old hat. I've already done it. I've already reviewed it. I'm good. So it's just, it, it, it's, it's a free way. You, like I said, you might lose a couple thousand in sales, but, but, but then you get it back into the, you get back into the, you get, you somehow you get into the PSVR 2 conversation when you don't even really have a PSVR 2 game to sell, which I think is, uh, I think it's going to be a crowded space for quite a while. Yeah, and, and I and I guess I should clarify that really, this all depends on how easy Sony makes it for developers to do this. Like, if it's a, I'm assuming that it's a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be. Like when Oculus Rift CV1 went to Oculus Rift S and went from external tracking to internal tracking. It was seamless. There was a built-in emulation into the, the software, and everything worked on day one. Sony could do that here, and if that's the case, then all bets are off. But, I mean, if they leave all the work up to the devs, of course the bigger developers, the fast travels, or super massives, yeah. they're going to have the budget to do it. But a lot of the smaller guys aren't going to have the budget to, to, to just sit and, and 
and and get this work done in the hopes that maybe uh, some next gen players want to play last gen games. So um, yeah, I see both sides of it. Yeah, I can too. I can too. I'm just desperately, desperately want. Uh, I, I I want something for all the people out there who who really want full backwards compatibility. I think this is the closest consolation prize there is, is if every developer gets out there and says, here's your PS5 PSVR 2 upgrade, uh, and we will give you I that for it. free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, the Fender PSVR coming out of left field says, I don't want backwards compatibility for PSVR. I'm not even reading the rest of your comment. <laughs> I'd be like, if I don't want it, it shouldn't fucking be there. End of story. No, I'm going to read the rest of your comment because no, I'm curious. Actually... Actually, what he says here is what I've said for many, many times. I agree. I would rather have games remastered for PSVR 2 than to have backwards compatibility and have the remasters take advantage of PSVR 2. Okay, I agree with you, The Fenner. I definitely want that. If if all games could have that, I would be 100% with you. But we, but like we just talked about um, with, with like Blindspot, I don't think that company exists anymore, right? So there's going to be some games that get stuck on PSVR 1 and are forever lost to time because the developer really is gone. Right? What if we never get to play Immortal Legacy anywhere else? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's the sad thing is like Here They Lie is one of my favorite games. It's probably the one game that's most in need of a next gen upgrade. Yes. It's never going to happen. You're right. Never going to happen. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. All right, man. We talk about we talk about this stuff so frequently, but I still get excited every single time the topic comes up. So make sure you keep bringing these yeah. topics up, guys, because I love talking about it. And you give me an excuse to. Dave Station VR with $2 tip says, late tip train initiation. Thank you so much, Dave. We appreciate you. Appreciate everybody hanging out tonight. Wes, are you ready I am. for some PSVR no. 20 questions? No, I'm not, but I never am. And uh, I have a pretty good record, I think, so far. So uh, I'm going to lean on the chat, as I typically do, and hopefully we will make it through it. Nice. There is a uh, is it serial killers wiki out there. And God, am I going to get this wrong? It's it's Looper the Game Cat who made the FAQ for or not the FAQ the the full database of every single game we've ever played on twenty questions with every single game, every single answer, how many questions it took, who won, who lost, who were the hosts. Uh, that was Looper, I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm so I'm doing this on the fly. Uh, and then we got um, we had serial killer make the. Uh, without parole fan wiki and then we get jay meow making without parole.com all this stuff should be relatively linked together um and so if you're ever curious about 20 questions game uh that we had played prior or if we've ever covered a game on 20 questions uh there's there's a place for that and i'd like to know wes's track record um shapeshifter the amorphous game cat with the five euros says five euros to support brian in his battle against the mysterious black mold a microcosmic race of extraterrestrials capable of sabotage capable to sabotage a game cast or two very few things get in the way of sabotaging a games cast the mold did it i wish i could show you my kitchen there's nothing in it there are no counters we threw all that away there's no sink um i and it's probably gonna be a little while before i have a kitchen again it's interesting to say the least, but I feel a million times better, man. My energy level is at like a 12 at all times now, which I apologize for. I feel like I maybe need to take the coffee consumption down a little bit because I'm just too hyper all the time now. Uh, but that's a good thing. I'm I'm very happy. Old Darth, did we miss your tip? Oh my God. Hold on a second. Yes, we did. Old Darth, AP, I copied and pasted it into uh, my document, but I didn't bring my document back up. Old Darth, the PSVR 2 gaming hound dog with Canadian $2 tip says, any worry? That Saints and Sinners 2 won't come to PSVR 1. No. No. I think all against all 
all advice, uh, Skydance has, uh, has proven their loyalty to PlayStation VR one gamers. Um, and, and said so we are bringing it. Um, and they don't seem to be backing down from that statement. So, um, I would not worry in the slightest. We will have at least one game to play later this year. Um, hopefully do not open as well. So that's two. We'll see what happens. Genetic Blast me to talk positive squid cat with a $2 tip says, chugga, 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 toot, toot. Oh, that, my voice cracked on the toot. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys very much. All right. Wes, you're, you're going to hate me for this one. You're going to hate me for this one. But I, but some of the cats have told me that we are, uh, we're going too easy on the 20 questions games. So we're kicking it. In, I agree with that. We're kicking it in the hard mode. All right. So you guys got to oh, no, really help good. them out this time. That's not good. Yeah. All right. All right. Here if anybody doesn't know how this works, I, ha- I have currently a PlayStation VR game in my head right up here. Can you see it? Don't tell them if you can. Uh, and you guys and Wes have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game it is that I'm thinking of in only six minutes to figure it out. So don't dilly dally. Are you, I know you're not ready, but we're going to start. <laughs> On your mark. All right. Get set. Go. Uh, does this game use thumbsticks, Brian? No, it does not. Oh, it does not. All right. So we're going to assume this is move controllers. Uh, does it have full locomotion? Uh, yes, it does. It does. Uh, is this a good game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not. A, it's not I mean, it's not bad. Uh, and I think it's not bad. And I think there are people out there who liked it even more than I did, which I liked it a little. <laughs> if that if that um, helps. So, so people, uh, you say there's people out there that liked it more than you did. Yeah. Is that what you said? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. So it's not a mortal legacy because you like that more than people do. <laughs> Way more than anybody should, really. Yeah. I like it too, for what it's worth. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I knew um, I liked you. So is this a shooter? No. It's not a shooter. Is it a puzzle game? It is a puzzle game, and that's five. All right. Puzzle game with move controllers. Um, is it based on uh, an existing IP? No. No. Okay. And has this developer done other PSVR games? Not to my knowledge. going to do a quick Google search while we keep playing. Sure. Is it cartoony? Yeah, yeah. There's a level of cartooniness to it, but doesn't go as far as other games have gone cartoony-wise. I asked you if there's uh, locomotion, didn't I? Yes, and uh, we decided it was full locomotion. Full locomotion. Full locomotion. Is it a puzzle game? You already asked that, and we said yes. That was the fifth question. Okay. Okay. All right. right. See, I told you I wasn't ready. All right. right, So it's a cartoony puzzle game with full locomotion and hand presence, we assume. So it's not like floor plan or anything like that. All right. Um, right. I just checked their website. It looks like, yeah, they haven't made any other PSVR games. Okay. So it's a decent puzzle game. Um, Huh. Now let me think about this for a minute. But you said it's cartoony, though. It's, it is cartoony. It's cartoony-ish. Yeah, so it can't be Zing. Shade. That's what I was thinking, Shades of Grey Matter. Zing's more uh, realism, I would think. Uh, Paper Beast. Didn't the Paper Beast devs do another game? I'm pretty sure they did. 
Um, maybe I'm wrong. No, they didn't actually. Um, so let, let's, uh, not another PSVR game, the, the well-known flat developer paper boost, but not PSV. So, uh, is this developer well known for an earlier traditional game that they've made? This developer did not make another world or out of this world. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, Oh, good call traveling, man, because that, that certainly does fit. Um, do you, uh, do, do you craft anything in this game? You do not craft anything in this game, and that's 10. Oh, so that's not Mask Maker then. It's not Mask Maker. I don't think anybody liked Gravitational Ben Dawson. Did did people like that game? I mean, there had to have been people that liked it better than me because <laughs> I fucking did not like Gravitational. Yeah. Uh, Ryan liked the Rossine, and, uh, uh, and that's not even full locomotion anyway. That was like, that was that was node based, right? The Rossine. It was. And just to give you the heads up, you're, yeah. you've still got ten questions left, and you've only got two minutes left. So you might want to burn Shit, a few questions. I'm so, so screwed here. All right. Um. I'm drawing a blank, so you guys help me out. Uh, Ghost Giant. Ghost Giant. Is this game on other VR platforms? Yes. Yes, is it story-driven? Yeah, this this is a pretty heavy narrative. Um, Okay, 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 okay. Um, mm, (laughs) Okay, um... Is the game published by Thunderful? No, it's not. It's not. So it's not. Or, or was it, Thunderful was the publisher of that game? I'm pretty sure. Uh, it is. Uh, it, is it is not Ghost Giant. <laughs> not just Ghost just Giant. to clarify the question you're asking. Was the game published by Vertigo Games? It's not published, it's published by Vertigo. Oh no. Um. Shit, man. I don't know. I don't know anything about form. I can't ask her any questions about it. <laughs> um, Mare's not on PlayStation VR, Traveling Man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Is it a horror horror genre game? No. That's 15, not horror. Is it comedy? Uh, no. Nope. No so comedy. it's story-driven, not comedy, not horror. I guess it must be... Gollum's not a puzzler, Tatum. Um, I wouldn't consider a puzzler. Man, I don't know. Winds and leaves. Uh, is it heavily... Uh, does it he- make heavy use of pastel colors? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no. No. Not pastel. No. Neon. Whoops. <laughs> oh. 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 That don't help. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that don't help. Um, not, not me anyway. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it short? Uh, time's up. Uh, it's, it's a few hours, five hours. hours, maybe. I was, I was thinking it was, uh, that other one. It was like an hour from, uh, shit. I don't even remember what it's called now. Yeah. I don't know. I give up. What was it? Coming in 2021 originally with teleportation only eventually getting full locomotion support soon after from Bitcake studios. D magnet. Oh, so it was. It it was D Magneto. Good call, Nick, and whoever the other ten people were that I'll, said. That. I'll tell you who it was. Uh, with only six questions, I saw Mancunian Game Cat. Real. 
suggested. I was like, oh my god, it was way too early. How did you fucking get there with only six questions? Yeah, yeah that's another one of those that I I didn't think was good. Yeah, like, I, I thought that was a I thought that was a shit game, so I never even went down that road. Yeah, some I mean, some people, you know, I, I gave it like a probably below average review, and uh, some people were very surprised by uh, by my review, saying that they thought it was much better than I did. So. Yeah, I didn't play it. I, I took your word for it. Oh, <laughs> and I did. I did. I didn't hear too many people say much good about that game. To be quite honest, like I don't know. I couldn't name someone who liked that game. <laughs> I think I can name somebody, and he's in the chat right now. It's Mickey Nick Mueller, the Game Cat. He didn't love it, but he liked it. Thought it was a decent puzzle game. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it looked all right. I guess. I mean, yeah. visually, it was okay. That's the one that put you. Uh, Nah, never mind. I don't want to it's the one with Ashley Birch it's, it's, as the voiceover, and you're like, well, why yeah. Why did you even waste your money? Because it's really, you could have gotten anybody to do this job. The the, pal, the puzzles are not challenging. It's it's all that, yeah. It's, I actually thought, so I think actually the first half of the game is pretty good. Um, and the, the puzzles are decent, and they gradually, they ramp up gradually. Uh, and then, uh, and, and, and then they just kind of get, a little convoluted and they get a little too messy and you it's it's almost like the playstation vr resolution isn't high enough to see some shit that you really need to see in the distance for some of the very last puzzles and i was just like am i supposed to like be able to know what's going on at the very top of that tower because i'm kind of not um but yeah so but good job mancunian game cat i think i'm pretty sure you're the first one to get it um and uh it was uh as Dave points out, Nick has confirmed that he did like it, so I can't call foul here. Apparently, it's good to someone. I did my best not to AJU. Well, you, you, you know, really, the only one who's I've ever truly seen AJ someone is AJ, and he does it every time. So. <laughs> right, right. Especially as he, he tends to do it most right after saying, don't worry. I'm going to answer all your questions quickly this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you ask him uh, if it has full locomotion, and he's like, ah, hmm, kind of. Yeah, let's run down the clock a little <laughs> bit. Uh, AJ, if you're out there, we love you, despite the fact that you have no idea how to play this game. Uh, guys, don't forget, do not forget to go over to Virtual Strangers. Click that link in the description below and subscribe to their channel because uh, this is going to be an exciting week. It sounds like uh, Wes gave me a little behind the yeah. scenes talk before the show, telling me all the cool stuff that's going to happen over there on his channel. Uh, and I am definitely going to be paying close attention to it this week. You should be too. Uh, Gamescom is happening. Let's go watch it all happen. Let's go, let's go watch it all go down on Virtual Strangers together. Uh, thank you to everybody who. I was going to make a terrible sex joke, but proceed. Are we going to go down together? Is that the sex joke? Yeah, that that, that was the basis of it, yes. Nice, as long as we get to come together as well, you know? The Beatles knew what was up. Well, I hope you do. We do. Right? Because we care. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate everybody hanging out. Uh, this is, this is, it really feels like we're coming to the very, very tail end of the slow season for VR. Things are starting to ramp up. Uh, things are starting to be revealed. And obviously we have the PlayStation Showcase right around the corner. Uh, as people have said, uh, GDC, I believe, or, or do I have that date wrong? Uh, is happening it was GDC. in se- last time. September, right? Oh, no, no, no. No, uh, GDC's in March. What's happening? Is it, uh, is it TGS? What the hell's happening in se- late, late September, <sighs> mid-September? Uh, there, there is, yeah, to- Tokyo. Uh, there, I know the Tokyo thing's coming up because they're doing a full-on virtual thing, which, by the way, I think they did last year because if I remember correctly, 
They've streamed it, if, as I recall. Hmm. But it seems like it's going to be more involved this year. I might even check it out myself. Well, there's big, there's big uh, events happening in mid-September. Uh, and so T- is TGS? Is that what Shades of Grey Matter says? TGS. All right. Right. Um, so if that's happening in mid-September, then Sony's probably going to want to beat that, you know, get do their showcase before that, right? Because I was speculating it would probably be mid-September, the Sony showcase. But uh, so so all these rumors that are pointing to the 8th or the 9th sound like they're right on point. So that is legit, like less than two weeks away. Um, it's going to be a really, really exciting time. So thank you for thank you for sticking with us through the slow times and enjoying the slow times with us. Uh, now it's just going to be nonstop excitement from here on out, and I'm super duper excited to do this with you guys. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports us Patreon. Thank you to everybody who helped Wes out with twenty questions. Thank you everybody who hung out in the chat, uh, and thank you to everybody uh, who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much, Wes. Let's get out of here. Jeanette blast me to talk positive swoop cat with a two dollar tip. That that looks like a that, that tip looks like a train farting. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, are we gonna go play some more Red Matter? Is that what's happening? What are you doing? Uh, uh yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna find out what I'm doing because again, if we're not doing a show tonight, I might stream something Ooh. tonight. Could it be Red Matter? It could be. It could be. Could be. Could be Half Life too. I typically let people vote, so. Uh, we'll see. Nice. Where do you do the voting? Uh, I, I I put the uh, the the stream page up, and then I put a, a chat poll out immediately. Nice, nice. All right. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. I, I hope whatever it is is fun. But yeah, we'll probably go at least get another hour in on Red Matter Two before we even do any of that. Nice. Yeah, I definitely need to see more of that game. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for being here. Happy West Day, Wes. Thank you for having me, Brian. Happy West Day to you. Why, thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Good night.